Good afternoon, Central Park Baptist Church. Good afternoon to you all. How are we doing this afternoon? We're doing okay? Amen. If you're able to rise, we will begin our afternoon worship with hymn 651, hymn 651, Since I Have Been Redeemed. And then we'll have an opening word of prayer. Hymn 651, Since I Have Been Redeemed. A song I love to sing since I Thank you, Lord, for giving us the opportunity to come into your house, Lord, to give you honor and glory, Lord. And may your house of worship today, Lord, be filled with people, Lord, that want to have a relationship with you, Lord, and to accept your precious son, Jesus, as our Lord and Savior, in case they haven't already done unto the Lord. Peace be with Pastor White, Lord, as he brings forth your message, Lord. Help us to always give you honor and glory. And it's in Jesus' name that we do pray. Amen. Amen and amen. As we continue in prayer, we would love for you to continue in praise. Excuse me. We would love for you to join us in hymn 643, hymn 643. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. 643, heaven came down. 
what a wonderful, wonderful day. Day I will never forget. After I wandered in darkness away, Jesus my Savior I met. Oh, what a tender, compassionate friend, even the deep of my heart. Shadows dispelling with joy until we came out of darkness to find. Welcome to our afternoon service. We're glad that you're here this afternoon. Thank you for coming. Just give you a few announcements as we get started for the afternoon. Don't forget that next Sunday we're going to be having the singing group come, Glory Bound, uh, from uh, the school. They'll be here from Heartland, and they'll be here uh, in the morning service. So the morning service is going to begin at 10.15. Sunday school will go from 9.30 to 10 o'clock. We'll take a 15-minute break to get everybody a chance to get down here. So please, Sunday school teachers, we need your help. We need you to end right at 10 o'clock so we can get everybody in their places. So 10:15, we can start with Glory Bound here in the auditorium, uh, and then we'll go on with the service for that. After the service, we're having a church-wide fellowship, amen, a picnic lunch, amen, hot dogs, hamburgers, whatever you bring. It's up to you to bring what you want. And uh, so... 
it's a potluck, and so I want to encourage you to bring a main dish if you can, a side dish, and or a dessert. And so I want to encourage you to, to, to be a part of that. If you'd like to sign up on the uh, for what you're going to bring uh, on the bulletin board out in the foyer, there's a place you can sign up. Amen. So that will be after the morning service next Sunday afternoon. Amen. So come, be a part of the music time, then enjoy the fellowship afterwards and the food that comes with it. Amen. Then also, uh, we have uh, be praying for the uh, missions trip. They leave in the morning at 4 o'clock in the morning. So for you going on the missions trip, I see Brother uh, uh, Tracy not only has his bag here for the evening service, because he's going to sleep in because it's going to be so long. He also brought a bag of snacks, I see, Amen. and he's ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. But you'll be leaving at 4 o'clock in the morning. Amen. 4 o'clock in the morning, uh, uh, tomorrow morning. It, it should have brought their bigger things should be here now because right. af right after the service here, yes. we're going to load up the bus. Yes. Amen. We're going to load up the back of the bus, get everything in place where it needs to be, make sure the balance is good so that we're not driving down the road like this. Amen. Uh, make sure that balance is good. Well, if we do this, it would be. Anyway, uh, so um, just want to encourage you to, to get that stuff in. Don't forget after our service today, if you can stay. Um, we're going to be decorating for the 4th of July because everybody's going to be gone. Now, not everybody's going to be gone. 99% of us will be gone. And then the rest of 1%, you and me, will be here for Wednesday night. Amen. Don't forget right. Wednesday night, right. Bible study and prayer time, 7 p.m. I know the guy that's preaching, and he's pretty good. And uh, I, I want to encourage you to be a part of that. So we're still going to have church. We're still going to do the things we're supposed to do. Amen. Right. Right. But we need to pray for them as they're gone. We need to pray for those that are going on the missions trip that folks would be saved. Listen, right. this is not a time just to go visit New Mexico or to see what it looks like on an Indian reservation. Right. This is a serious time of reaching people for Jesus Christ. Amen. So I want to encourage you, those who are going, and especially those of us who are staying home, that you pray earnestly that God would convince and convict those whom he has already under conviction to the service where they can receive Christ as Savior. Right. Amen. Nothing more important than knowing for sure heaven is your home. Nothing. Right. I don't care. You could have a million dollars in the bank. And you could have, no, I take that back because a million dollars doesn't go very far. Uh, you could have $10 million in the bank and have uh, 100000 in your pocket and still not be at any kind of peace because you do not have Jesus Christ as your Savior. And that is the most important thing you can have. So I want to encourage you, please pray. That's the whole purpose of this trip. And that whole purpose is to reach as many people for Jesus Christ as possible, the young people and their parents, through Vacation Bible School, that is. So I want to encourage you to be a part of that. Two more announcements, and I'm going to go sit down, okay? Don't forget about men's prayer breakfast uh, next Saturday morning at 830 in the morning. You do not have to be a member of Central Park Baptist Church to come to the prayer breakfast, fellas. We just want you to come. Amen. Come at 8.30 in the morning. We're going to feed you, and it's free. You don't pay for anything. Uh, we're going to charge it to your account. No, uh, you don't pay for anything. You just come on out, and we'll eat, feed you breakfast. We got Usually we got biscuits and gravy and um, eggs and bacon and orange juice and toast and uh, all sorts of stuff. We get... Also, and I want to encourage you to, sometimes we got flapjacks, sometimes we got, uh, uh, what's those things with the squares in it? 
waffles, and it all depends, amen? Just come. Just be a part of it. We want you to come, and then we'll have a, a, a devotional after we eat, and then uh, we're going to spend some time praying, amen? Nothing brings a church greater power than when its people pray, and they pray together. And I want you to be a part of that, fellas, as many as you could, okay? Then 23 and 23. 23 and 23 is where we ask 23 people to come at 8.30 in the morning, Sunday morning, on the first Sunday of the month, and pray with us every month of the year 23. 23 people come, and we pray here at the altar. You don't have to pray out loud. You don't even have to be at the altar. Some folks sit in the back, and that's okay. Some folks sit in the middle. That's okay. Some folks sit over here and hide from everybody. That's okay. You just have to just ask you to come and pray with us. Again, some will pray out loud. Some won't pray out loud at all. And that's all all right. We just want you to come and be a part of the 23 and 23 as we pray for God's hand of blessing and power to be about Central Park Baptist Church as we do our best for Jesus Christ this year. Amen? All right, that's my announcements. Preacher, you come. Amen. Well, let's have a good offering, amen? amen. Let's have a good offering, amen? Amen. Good. And then we're going to get right into the message here in a minute. Please, uh, please be here Wednesday night. If you're not going, uh, if you're not going with us to uh, BBS, please be here Wednesday for the message. I mean, I know some of us are going, but we need you to be here to help us and support us as we're gone uh, by being in your place. So let me encourage you to do that. All right, let's have a word of prayer, and uh, then we'll be dismissed. Father, or not dismissed, then we'll have an offering. Yeah, no, okay. Everybody cool your jets, all right? It's, yeah. <laughs> all right, well, I'm back, on, I'm, I'm back now, okay? I'm back. Let's pray, and then we'll have an offering, amen? And then we'll have the rest of our worship service, and then we'll dismiss about 3.30. <laughs> Father, bless the offering today, and... Lord, we thank you for the privilege to be back in your house. Thank you for our folks that are faithful. Pray, God, that you'd bless them, Lord, and may they receive a reward, God, from you for their faithfulness. And, uh, Lord, I'm thankful for that. Bless this offering, God, and we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have an offering, you please come. time if you're able to rise we would love for you to join us in singing he keeps me singing hymn 612 hymn 612 he keeps me singing
other family members and extended family members please greet each other at this time my 
heart is ringing and he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own and the joy we share as we take Amen. That's good. Amen. Amen. Exodus chapter 5. We're going to preach for about 40 minutes and then we're going to go home. Well, then we're going to load the bus. Then we're going to decorate for next week. Uh, and if you'll stick around for a few minutes, we're going to have birthday cake. This it last, I, I apologize to Brother Elias last week because last week was his birthday. And even now, I forgot about it this morning. Ms. White's made, a, made him a chocolate birthday cake. But with everything else going on, he's kind of got, you know, pushed away and pushed aside. So uh, I, I know he's, you know, he's 30 years old. No, I'm just kidding. He looks like he's 30 years old. But that's all right. That's still way young. Amen. Uh, but but there's going to be some cake back here after a while, so please stick around. But next, what I'd like to do next Sunday, I know we're having a. I know it's Fourth of July weekend. I know all that. But next Sunday, let me encourage you. Let's uh, show our appreciation for him. He works hard, does a good job. Amen. You know, I mean, even harder than Brother Wu Jin. I'm really impressed. You know. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, but please, I want to you know I don't want to forget him. I don't want to do that, and we've I've kind of pushed that aside again today. But let's let's next Sunday. We're, I know some of us going to be gone, but please mark that down. And 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 if we want to have another cake, he likes chocolate cake. We'll eat that one today, and we'll have another one next week. You know, I'm not against eating chocolate cake. Amen. And if somebody wants to make a cake of a different kind, that's fine. We'll eat it too. I mean, we're having a fellowship here. We're doing all that stuff. So uh, anyway, so please mark that down and and uh, let's do something just to recognize him for his birthday. Amen. All God's people can say amen. amen. Also, I want to 
let our choir know that I appreciate them. Our choir has grown uh, in their singing in a, in a big way in the last year. I'm, I'm, uh, we went, we sang an older song, and we're going to read in just a minute, so hang on. Uh, we sang an older song the other day, one of Brother Will's favorites, you know. The ones, the ones that I, some of them that I pick out are just his favorite song, like uh, Bound for the Kingdom. He loves that song. I'm telling you, he loves it. Uh, but, but, I, but I've noticed over the past that the choir has really outgrown some of the songs that we've sang in the past, and, which is a good thing. And uh, the songs that they sing now that we're learning, they work hard at it, and they practice, and I just want to say a, a thank you for our choir. They give their time and efforts, and, and I appreciate that very much. But I appreciate also your faithfulness to come back Amen. on Sunday afternoons. Um, it's a blessing to me to see you back today, and I, I just want you to know I appreciate that. So pray for us as we leave in the morning. Uh, everybody, please be here ready to go. Don't forget, uh, we're going to decorate after service and we're going to load the bus after service and then when we get through with that eat cake go home drink some water swell up go to bed amen <laughs> amen, <laughs> amen. Uh, exodus chapter five we'll begin reading of verse four found your place say amen. amen and the king of egypt said unto them wherefore do ye moses and aaron let the people from their works Get you unto your burden. In other words, get back to work. And Pharaoh said, Behold, uh, the people of the land now are many, and you make them rest from their burdens. And Pharaoh commanded the same day the taskmasters of the people and their officers, saying, You shall no more give the people straw to, to make brick as heretofore, to, uh, or let them go and, and gather straw for themselves. And the tell of the bricks which they did make uh, heretofore, you shall lay upon them, you shall not diminish aught thereof, for they be idle. Therefore they cry, saying, Let us go and sacrifice to our God. Let their more work be laid upon the men, that they may not, or that they may labor therein, and let them not regard vain words. And the taskmasters of the people went out, and, uh, and their officers, and they spake to the people, saying, Thus saith Pharaoh, I will not give you straw. Go ye. Uh, get you straw where you can find it, yet, ought, uh, yet not all of your work shall be diminished. So the people were scattered abroad throughout all the land of Egypt to gather stubble instead of straw. And the taskmasters hasted them, saying, Fulfill your works, your daily tasks, as when there was straw. And the officers of the children of Israel, which Pharaoh's taskmasters had set over, uh, uh, set over them, were beaten and demanded, uh, Wherefore have ye not fulfilled your task in making brick, both yesterday and today, as heretofore? Then the officers of the children of Israel came and cried unto Pharaoh, saying, Wherefore dealest thou thus with thy servants? There is no straw given unto thy servants, and they say to us, Make brick, and behold, thy servants are beaten, but the fault is in thine own people. Uh, but he said, Ye are idle, ye are idle, therefore ye say, Let us go and do sacrifice to the Lord. Go therefore now and work, for there shall no straw be given you, yet shall ye deliver the tale of bricks. In other words, you've got to make as many bricks now with, with the straw, doing all this other as you did before. And the officers of the children of Israel did see that they were in evil case after it was said, Ye shall not uh, minish aught from your bricks of your daily task. 
And they met Moses and Aaron who stood in the way as they came forth from Pharaoh. And they said unto them, The Lord look upon you and judge, because ye have made our savor to be abhorred in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of his servants to put a sword in their hand to slay us. And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Lord, wherefore hast thou so evil entreated this people? Why is it that thou hast sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in thy name, he hath done evil to this people, neither hast thou delivered thy people at all. Father, I pray that you'd bless the reading of your word. Help me, Lord, as we come to this portion of scripture and the uh, as we study the life of Moses, and I pray, God, that you'd help us to apply it to our hearts and lives, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Now, Moses and Aaron, they've made their request. You know, they've uh, come to Pharaoh and <clears throat> requested that they be given leave, if you will, uh, so that they can go out into the desert and worship God. And and we found, as we talked about this last week, that it was a reasonable request for them to do that. But if there's one thing we know for certain, the world is anything but reasonable. Uh, when it comes to the things of God, both the lost and the carnal Christian, they don't think right. Amen. Think about it. I mean, we're seeing this in, in the thought process of Pharaoh. Verses 4, 5, 8, and 17. <clears throat> Go to verse 4. And uh, let's read those verses, all right? Verse 4 says, And the king of Egypt said unto them, Wherefore do ye, Moses and Aaron, let the people, or let the people uh, from their works get you unto your burdens? Ye make them rest from their burdens. They be idle. And says, ye are idle. Ye are idle. So the Israelites, they, I mean, Pharaoh's getting after them. And, and Pharaoh said, listen, you're just idle. I, think about it. The, the Jews, the Israelites, they have built everything for Pharaoh. If you go back to Exodus chapter 1 and verse 11. It reminds us that they built treasure cities. Bible says they built Python and Ramesses. Exodus 1.14 says, And made many bricks and served in all manner of service in the field. I mean, with rigor. Uh, so they built everything for Pharaoh, but Pharaoh isn't looking at any of that. Just like others, now think about it, who have no interest in the things of God, they don't need facts in order to support their cause. Uh, they just want their way. Look in verse 4. Uh, Pharaoh says, get you until your burdens. Uh, and as I've already said, Pharaoh said, listen, just get back to work. Listen, those who do not obey uh, God's, uh, the, the, the command of God in their life, listen, it, it, they, they disobey uh, God's will for their life. Listen, they, they will mock and, and revile those who do. They think you're crazy by being back at church on Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock. You could be out by the pool. Amen. I mean, you could be sitting down in the living room watching a live stream or something. No, you know, I won't even go there. But I mean, but thank God there's those like yourself that are faithful to be back. But listen, but folks like this, like what we read, they will always view true worship as a hindrance to progress. That's what the world thinks today, that Christians are just a hindrance and, uh, you know, uh, they, they get in the way of a productive way of life. And, 
And, and this is the reason uh, why Sundays, or God's Day, has become a big business day for stores and for retailers, for the entertainment business, things like football, baseball, soccer, volleyball, and all kinds of other children's sports. When did they, what they do? They put them on a Sunday. They didn't used to do that. Think about it. Just Let me read it because I don't want to miss it up. Just as the humanistic, socialistic, communistic, and worldly views have done their best to infiltrate and have done that and they to take over our education system, we'd better take a look at what these same views are doing to the church, what they're doing to the cause of Christ, and what they're doing to true worship. People may not have bought into the education thing that's going on, and they didn't. There's been a lot of kickback on what's going on in our school systems. Uh, if you've not noticed, or if you haven't noticed, when they showed the, uh, uh, the, the Pride film for the last few minutes in a math class, and so now, and so these students are suing the school or the state or whoever because it's, they're asking, what are, what's this have to do with math? But they showed it in all their classes, and I thought that's what they ought to do. Listen, there ought to be some kickback. But now watch. But they have, listen, when they have bought, not bought into these same ideas in the education system, they have bought into these same ideas when it comes to worship. Sunday work is hardly protested. There's no pushback by born-again children of God on the activities that are scheduled on a Sunday, and life is good. Listen, we've bought into all that. Well, where's the kickback? Where's the pushback and saying, no, listen, this is God's day and, and we're going to keep it that way. Listen, we need to begin to stake, take a stand for the things of God and just do what God wants us to do. But as we see here in our text, you give the world or Satan or any part of, the, uh, of their system an inch and listen, they don't take a mile, they take it all. Uh, look in verse 7 and 8. Notice Pharaoh's response in chapter 5, verse 7 and 8. He says, Ye shall no more give the people straw to make brick as heretofore. Let them go and gather straw for themselves. And the tale of the bricks which they did make heretofore, ye shall lay upon them. Ye shall not diminish aught thereof, for they be idle. Therefore they cry, saying, Let us go and sacrifice to our God. You see, the Israelites... Had, they're, they're having now to provide straw themselves for the brick. I mean, it's no longer provided for them. And the result here is that the workers, they can't keep up with the quota that Pharaoh has given them. And they, in verse 14 says they're getting beaten for it. One commentary said this, Ignorance and contempt of God are at the bottom of all the wickedness that is in the world. All the wicked rulers in the past, those like Stalin, Hitler, Mao, came to power as a result of a godless nation. And that is exactly right. And we're seeing it here. Pharaoh makes the Israelites provide their own straw. One, to make it harder for them, but also to make them work more hours so that they don't have time for worship. Amen. Think about it. He's taking away what little time they might have. Their lives are so full of other things, they don't have time for God. Sound familiar? Can you see the comparison that with what's going on today? 
Listen, the God of this world has so filled the lives of people with other things that they don't have time for God anymore. They've got work on Sunday. They've got work on Wednesday evenings. Listen, they got work for during prayer meetings. They got, and all these sports and all these other things. Listen, it's going on and God has gotten pushed out just like what's happening here. Notice verse 6. Pharaoh doesn't waste any time. And it tells us here in verse 6, the same day. And I thought, you know, evil is sure energetic. Evil does not waste any time. And folks, listen, as God's people, we ought not waste any time either. When it's time to do something for God, we ought to get to it. But the word of the day, you know what it is? Procrastinate. I hate that. Amen. When it's time to do something for the things of God, we ought to get to do it. Amen. In other words, why, why do it today when we can put it off till tomorrow? Amen. Uh, and when we do that, though, we again are a, uh, we're a target for Satan. Look in verse 9. Pharaoh's contempt we see here. It says, let there, be, or, uh, let there more work be laid upon the men that they may labor therein and let them not regard vain words. You see what Pharaoh's saying here? Listen, his attitude here about Israel worshiping God, total contempt. Pharaoh calls what God said vain words. He said, look at the last part, and let them not regard vain words. They came to Pharaoh and they said, listen, Pharaoh, our God, the God of Israel, wants us to go worship. And, and he says, get back to work. You people are idle and, and, and listen, beside that, you don't have time for that. Those are just vain words. You ought not even think about worship. Right. Get back to work. Well, that's what the world does to us today. Right. Listen, Pharaoh is making a public declaration here as to the things of God. And Pharaoh literally has no clue whatsoever. We can see what's happening today in our media. Not got watch this among the leadership of our country. If you want to get an unintelligent answer about God, then just ask. I don't know somebody in a federal court position. Uh, maybe ask a judge. If you want to get an unintelligent answer about God or the things of God, I don't know. Ask somebody in a, in our Senate. Ask somebody in our house. Ask somebody that's running for president. Right. I, I get, listen, I, and I'll get a, I may get on a soapbox for just a second. Listen, these people, when they come out running for president, all of a sudden they get super spiritual, super godly. Right. Right. We're going to run on the, on the platform of faith. Listen, I'm telling you, they have no clue, just like Pharaoh. They may know their way around politics and that's fine. But when it comes to the things of God, listen, they speak vain words. Pharaoh's words, watch, are vain words, not God's word. There is nothing that ever come out of the mouth of God that's been vain. So the taskmasters under Pharaoh's charge, uh, they enforce the decree in verses 11 through 14. And then in verse 15, notice, uh, notice what happens. It says, then the officers of the children of Israel came and they cried unto Pharaoh. Now, it's not a wrong thing for them to, you know, for the foreman, if you will, of Israel to go to Pharaoh and 
cry out about what's going on. But listen, Pharaoh's not going to listen. Has he listened up to this point? Absolutely not. But listen, but it only made things more difficult. I, I like to read after author Pink, and this is what he said here. He said, how true to human nature is this? Instead of crying unto the Lord, these leaders of the Israelites turned unto Pharaoh for relief. Doubtless they hoped to appeal to his pity or to his sense of justice. Sure, in their thinking, they could show him that his demands are, are, were unreasonable and impossible of fulfillment. Alas, the natural man ever prefers to lean upon an arm of flesh that be supported by him who is invisible. Both churches, think about this, and people, they, we show a lot of zeal. And, uh, uh, you know, when it comes to things, you know, to, uh, when we petition things to government or, or government officials or protest meetings. But, but listen, God help us to have that same zeal and enthusiasm when we are seeking God for intervention in the same issues. We seem to be able to get churches and people together when we want to do something outward. And there's nothing wrong with these done in the right way. But listen, but God, we ought to have the same enthusiasm when we say, hey, we're going to have prayer meeting for Sunday 23 for 23. Amen. Sunday the first day of the week. Listen, we ought to be saying, man, I've been waiting all month for this. I can't wait, man. Last, last week we had 30. We ought to have 40. Why do we just have to have, listen, zeal. Enthusiasm. Oh, man. Here we go. 23, you know, okay. Be sure to wake me up in the morning so we can, we can make it to 23 and 20. No, wait a minute. That's not zeal. We ought to be excited about it. Listen, why? Because prayer changes things. If we come before God and, and, and expect, listen, God said he'll take care of things. And if we do that, listen, you think God will do something great and mighty, things that we know not? Absolutely. Amen. Uh, but we don't see that here. Look, look what they cry out about. Look in verse 14 again. They cry out about their work conditions. Now, you remember how all this started, right? Pharaoh, God said... You need to let us go three-day journey out in the desert so we can work more? Oh, it's about worship. All this started with worship. But when they went and cried out, they're complaining about their work conditions. See, Moses and Aaron, they go to Pharaoh about the lack of opportunity to worship. I mean, work, worship overwork right, right? that's what we see but the officers in verse 14 they go to pharaoh about their work conditions now all of a sudden their priorities are backwards now there's nothing wrong in wanting better working conditions i think you ought to have i, I, I think the working conditions ought to be right and fair but there needs to be a greater emphasis on the spiritual things I don't know, there, maybe there's a verse about that, I think, <laughs> like Matthew 6, 33, maybe. Amen. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added. Listen, um, look in verse 20, verse 21. We see the complaint here. Uh, it says, and, and they met Moses and Aaron who stood in the way. Well, let me go ahead and finish reading. I, I don't want to stop. And, and as they came forth from Pharaoh... 
And they said unto them, The Lord look upon you and judge, because ye have made our savor to be abhorred in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of his servants to put a, a, a sword in their hand to slay us. Now Moses and Aaron, now what, think about this. These foremen have gone into Pharaoh. Moses and Aaron are standing outside waiting. You know, it's like they're going, okay, you, you, go, you go talk to Pharaoh. And it's your turn. Uh, and you talk to him, and, and I, listen, I'm not going, I've already been in there once. You go talk to him. And so it says they're standing out in the way waiting. I mean, so they're, they're, they're standing out there waiting to see the outcome of this meeting. And I'm sure that they're hoping for a positive outcome. But listen, have you ever tried to have a spiritual meeting with the world? I, think about it. I mean, have you ever tried to, to, to do something of a spiritual nature to someone who does not have a clue about the spiritual things of God or, or the, to those that don't even care about the spiritual things of God? Listen, God said not to cast your pearl before swine. I mean, it, it's not going to do a bit of good, and we're seeing it right here. And, and we've already seen that Pharaoh just don't get it. I mean, he, he simply wants what he wants. I mean, if you're going to uh, to listen to Pharaoh, then, yeah, you know, if you're only going to listen to him, then you're not going to discern your problems very well. If you spend more time listening to the media than you do to the Word of God, uh, <clears throat> then you'll think Moses is the problem and not Pharaoh. You know, I mean, we have people today that, that are so glued to the media. Listen, and, and I understand that uh, you can't get much truth out of media today. And there's a lot of good folks that have listened so much to media and false listen and false information that they began to take that over the word of God. Notice Moses' complaint. And it's interesting again that we don't see Aaron here with Moses in verse 22 and verse 23. It says, And they said unto them, The Lord look upon you. And judge, because ye have made our savers. We've already read verse 22. And Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Lord, wherefore hast thou so evil entreated this people? Why is it that thou hast sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in thy name, he hath done evil to this people. Neither hast thou delivered thy people at all. Now, verse 22 says, And Moses returned unto the Lord. Now, Moses, he didn't have a good spirit. You see it, amen. I mean, he he doesn't have a good spirit a spirit about him when he goes to God with the problems, but he's still going to God. And listen, sometimes we may not have a good spirit when we talk to God, but if we go with with the with the heart that's right, listen. Even though our spirit may not be right, if we still go to God, God will take care of our spirit. He, he does it right here. God takes care of Moses' attitude. Now, not always do we go to the Lord uh, with the right attitude, but we should always seek God first. Amen. First. A lot of Christians today have a tendency to, to go to counselors and yep. psychiatrists, yep. the newspaper, horoscopes, you know, to find out what it has to say. How's my day going to go today? I've got to look at my horoscope. I've got to look at Leo. See how, listen, that ain't going to work. God says to gird up the lawns of your mind, not to give place to the devil. That's all that is. And we can all say amen. 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 Uh, But 
We need to go to God first. Ask him. And these officers, watch, they went to Pharaoh first. And things did not get better. They only got worse. Because if we leave God out of the picture, listen, it'll never get any better. We'll never get any really true help for our problems. They'll only get worse. Exodus 5, 22. Look what, look what it says. It says, Wherefore hast thou so evil entreated this people? Now, Moses is doing what most uh, do in situations like this. He blamed God for the evil in the world. How many times have you heard somebody say, Why does God allow so much evil in the world? If I've heard it once, I've heard it a thousand times. Watch this. But if you notice in verse 23, Moses got it right. And he blamed Pharaoh. Listen, God help us to learn that it's not God who's to blame for the evil and for the wickedness that goes on in this world. Man asked this question, well, why does God allow so much evil in the world? The question ought to be this. Why does man disobey God? Why does man ignore his warnings and bring so much trouble on himself? That's got to be the question. God didn't do it. If the doctor tells us what to do to get well, and we fail to do what the doctor says, is it the doctor's fault because we stay sick? No. Well, listen, watch this. Neither is it God's fault when God says, listen, this is what you do to get well, and we disobey and we don't do it. Let's don't blame God. It's our own fault. God says, listen, this is what you do to get well. Listen, forsake sin, do away with it, repent and turn and listen and, and walk in my ways. Listen, listen, God will take care of us. He said he'll heal us and take care of us. If my people who are called by my name, you know the verse. Listen, if we'll just simply turn back to God. Uh, look in verse 22 and verse 23. Moses challenges God about his calling. And I mean, we've all done this, myself included. I mean, things start going south, and I mean, things are really bad, and, and it, then it goes, you know, it seems like sometimes we go from the frying pan right into the fire. I mean, it gets worse and worse, and, and as a result, we begin to challenge God about things in our life. Well, watch this, Moses challenges God, and and, and, and about his calling, and Moses went in to Pharaoh, watch, expecting uh, Pharaoh to give in to God's demands. And, 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 uh, but the world and this flesh never give in that easy. Have you, just because we don't see results right away, think about it. Just because we don't see results right away, uh, it doesn't mean that God has not called us to walk that path. It doesn't mean that. That we've done something wrong. I mean, who is, who is it that has ever accomplished anything in life? And not just of a, a spiritual nature or even a material nature, but listen, who is it that has ever accomplished something in life? Ha, ha, have we not gone through trials and struggles and tribulation to get there? 
Have we not had to go through some problems and some difficulties in life to get to the other side and get to the blessings of Almighty God? Listen, that's, it's not going to change. And, it's, and we see the same thing right here. Moses goes into Pharaoh one time right up front. And he expects, he expects a Pharaoh just to fall down and say, Hey, okay, man, you go three days. It's all yours. The world doesn't do that. Right. Notice what happened. Uh, Moses challenges God. And notice what he says. He says, He has not delivered his people at all. God didn't tell Moses that, and you go read here, and I'll ask, did did God tell Moses, Moses, listen, you're going to go in there, and, you know, you're going to tell Pharaoh that uh, you're going to go out here three days, and and everything's going to be good, and in fact, he's just going to let y'all go. Everything's going to be, hit the easy button right now. No, look in verse 19. Look what, look, what, what, look what it says. And the officers of the children of Israel did see that they were in evil case. After it was said, you shall not minish aught from your bricks or your daily task. Now, look, what, look in verse 21. It says, And they said unto them, The Lord look upon you and judge because ye have made our, made our savor to be abhorred in the eyes of Pharaoh and the eyes of his servants to put a sword in their hand to slay us. Moses has forgotten all this, and I'll skip, let, let me go back. Let me go somewhere. Look in chapter three. Look in verse nineteen. Yeah, that's that's where I wanted to go. Look, it says, "And I am sure that the king of Egypt will let you go." No, no, no. no, no, no. no wait a minute. It says, "God says, and I'm sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go. No, not by a mighty hand." Now, that's what God's telling Moses when all this gets started, before it all gets started. And then you see in verse 21 what happens. Moses has forgotten what God told him. God told him, Moses, I'm telling you, when, you, when we start this, it's not going to be easy. Uh, when you start all this, I'm telling you that, that Pharaoh's not going let to the, let my people go even with a mighty hand. He said, I'm going to do some pretty mighty things and, and Pharaoh's still not going to, he's still not going to do it. But Moses forgot that. And Moses didn't have patience to wait on God. We, of course, one thing that we all have in, in our spiritual life is we all have patience to wait on God. And all God's people can say, oh, me. <laughs> Amen. I mean, listen, are, are, are we unfair with God or what? Are we not? Think about it. People take their time. We, and I say all of us, we take our time in coming around in dedication to God. Do we not? We do. I mean, uh, we take our time in doing what God tells us to do. But when, it's, when we want something from God, God says, listen, I want you to do this and I want you to do it right now. I want you to turn. I want you to repent. I want, to get you, I want you to get your life right. I want you to get on this path and I want you to walk it and I want you to stay the course. And we say, yeah, okay, Lord, I'm going to take care of that. And if you'll give me about a week and, and I, then I'll revisit this and see. No, I mean, that's what we do. I'm busy right now. I really got some things going on in my life and I really don't have time to, to do this church thing. But then when something goes wrong in our life and we begin, we, I'm tell, we come to church, we fall down on our face before God and we're saying, God, I need some help and I need it now. We wait, we drag our feet 
and, 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 but we expect God to act right when we want him to act. Amen. That's what we're seeing. Um, Moses goes in and he's uh, bringing all this to God. And, and, and watch, and, and we see that the, uh, the, the foremans, they're the ones that come back and they're telling, faith, they're telling Moses. I mean, they're all over him. Moses, I'm telling you, you got us in trouble. If it hadn't been for you, the, 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 these, these Romans, they'd still be, or these Egyptians, they'd still be bringing us straw. If you had been quiet, I mean, after all, worship is real. I know it's important, but, but we were doing okay before you started putting a, a, an emphasis on worshiping God. We do pretty good right here. We stay home and, and we watch live stream out here by the camel under our tent. It's all good. Yeah. I mean, and here you are wanting us to go three days. I, what's wrong with worshiping right here? I can worship out here in the woods. I can worship out here, uh, you know, in my living room. I mean, come on. I can worship anywhere after all, right? You had to come in here and mess it all up. And now the, the Egyptians are not giving us any straw and they still expect us to, to, you know, to fill our quota. I mean, just the other day, I saw George is over and they were beating him because he didn't get all the brick made. It's your fault. You stood up there in the pulpit and demanded that we go out here three days. I can't believe you did that to us. Now, in my flesh, if I'd have been Moses, I would have been saying, Lord, these foremen, I'm telling you, they are a pain in my flesh, Lord. And God, I tell I don't want you to kill them. But if you just please, just, you know, I don't know, break their leg or something. Maybe some of that stack of bricks will fall on their arm. And the next time I see them, if they're just bruised up a little bit. Amen. Because when we're trying to blame somebody for something, I mean, we really blame them. We rake them over the coals. Especially when it comes time for things of a spiritual nature. But Moses didn't do that. He takes it all on himself. And in his attitude of complaint, we can kind of get a glimpse of, of his character. Uh, notice what it says. Uh, he, he, and Moses returned unto the Lord. And he says, Lord, wherefore hast thou so evil entreated this people? Why is it that thou hast sent me? And, he's, and he's, he's talking to God about his calling. But Moses never one time says anything about these foremen. Not once. I mean, there have been a lot of times and, and a lot of people who have spoken out against Moses probably up to this point, but Moses still stands in the gap for them. And we see it right here in verse 23. I mean... Uh, can, and I thought, can we say that about ourselves? When somebody treats us wrong, y'all had somebody treat you wrong? How do you pray for them? God, I'm telling you, Lord, I am mad at them. They should have never treated me that way. God, they are so bad and w it, wicked and evil. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm just trying to help them. Moses didn't say that. He just stands in the gap for them. You know, I think God still looks for people who will stand in the gap for others, even, even though they still mistreat us, even though they still persecute the things of God. Listen, I'm just as, you know, I'm just as guilty about, you know, saying bad things about the leadership of this country because of the way they're leading us. But, you know, the reality is, do we pray for them? I mean... We still need to pray for them. Doesn't God teach us to do that? Amen. Yeah. God's still looking for a people. There's a verse in the scripture that says, those who will stand in the gap, make up the hedge. Is that you or me? God help us to do that. There's still people today that are lost. There's folks that are hurting. There's folks that are wayward. And I'm, I'm talking to me. Instead of sometimes getting on our soapbox and just letting them have it. Let's get off of our soapbox and get down on our knees before God and pray for them. And ask God to help them. Lord, please change their heart. Touch their heart and help them to, to see what's going on in their life. Lord, please show them. And if I can help them, Lord, help me to be that person. Father, help us, Lord. Uh, God, I pray that we'll see some things in the character of Moses here. And God, help us to understand that Lord, there's an emphasis here on worship that we ought to see. But God, there's an also an emphasis here on, uh, Lord, praying for those who despitefully use us. God, help us to pray for them, stand in the gap for them. God, help us to love them in, in, in a way that the world doesn't. God, if they, if they see someone care, it ought to be the child of God that cares for them. And so I pray, God, that you'd help us to pray for the lost. God, help us to pray for the the wayward God, the carnal Christian, Lord, those who aren't as faithful as they should. And God, just help us to pray for them and ask you, Lord, to speak to their hearts and help us in, in the right way, with the right spirit. God, I pray that you'd help us to be an encouragement to them, to love them. And God, I give you a praise for it. Lord, I pray that you speak to hearts. Give this invitation in Jesus' name. Amen. While we stand and while we sing just a verse, if the Lord's been speaking to your heart about something.